Plus. Welcome back to Primetime Kansas City. On today's episode, we're going to break down and recap Chiefs versus Titans overtime thriller. We're going to get into NFL Week 10 picks, uh, go over race for the 10 seed, D4 to the week, you know, all stuff that we do on a regular basis. But let's not waste any more time. Let's go ahead and get straight into it. The Chiefs beat the Titans 20-17 to in overtime on Sunday night. Uh, who wants to go first on their reactions to this one? Uh, I'll take it. Um, the, this game was a bit of a weird one. Um, obvious, obviously. Patrick Mahomes threw the ball 68 times. That's where I'll start with this. Um, I think I read that the, the, the record for most passes by a single quarterback in a game is 70. Um, by Drew Brees. So, so yeah, that is, uh, that just tells you how much the Chiefs struggle to run the ball. I think that was largely responsible for the fact that this game was as close as it was. Chiefs also, I think, I think the officials, not necessarily I'm saying, um, turned it against the Chiefs, but created a, a situation where this game felt very abnormal. But uh, despite him missing quite a few throws um, and maybe not having his, uh, his classic type of performance, Patrick Mahomes still balled out in this one uh, when it mattered. And even though he didn't really get that touchdown that we needed to just put it away in overtime, um, he still made a lot of big plays. And this is definitely a game to remember. And look, man, two teams at the top of the AFC played shitty this weekend, um, but the Chiefs won and the Bills didn't. So that's all I'm really taking out of this. Yeah, when you look at it, I kind of agree with that. We obviously couldn't get our run game and going, which I didn't expect fully. We'll I thought we could at least it. had something. <laughs> uh, Mahomes looked good for the most of the part. I mean, he had 400 yards passing. We just couldn't really find it in the in the end zone, which is okay. We, I mean, we still found a way to win. Defense fucking balled out against. I you know it's Malik Willis. Derek Henry did own us in the first half, but we had second half uh, a second half game plan that worked. I really enjoyed watching it. It was good to see the defense perform. That was without Frank Clark. So it's like this team's starting to get back is starting to get to the form that we want to all see them at. And that's something that I really enjoy seeing. Overall, it was a gritty win. There's a lot to improve on the offensive side. It gives us a way it gives teams a blueprint, maybe, because the Titans were able to hold us down. It gives us a blueprint to work on to destroy. Defense kept it up good. Showed that we have a really good run defense. Can't really pass the ball on us when you're a rookie quarterback. I really liked it when hopefully it's just less stressful this week going up against Jacksonville. Yeah, so you guys said a lot of correct things, but I just don't think the point was emphasized enough how bad the running game was. 13 carries for 14 yards by Chiefs running backs on Sunday night. That's pretty bad. That, that's like historically bad uh, in efficiency-wise. That game was one of, if not the most carried Mahomes performances I've ever seen. Mahomes carried the shit out of the offense. And look, it worked. We won the game. Tennessee's a good defense. Tennessee's very well coached. I'm not trying to act like this was some slouch team that we did this against. But the offense has to be less Mahomes reliant going forward. And to be honest, they haven't been super Mahomes reliant this season. Obviously, he's their most important player and he's what drives the bus but they've had a decent running game for most of this year for the most part and you know they've had some good yards after the catch but this this game man really no rushing yards and really not a lot of yards after the catch so it was 
a lot of pat, and that's why you pay him a lot of money is because when you need him, he's able to go back, throw it 68 times, lead you in rushing, do whatever he has to do uh, to carry you to a win. And I was just so impressed that the Chiefs were able to win that game because when that was 17-9 in the fourth quarter, that just felt like Colts Sunday Night Football 2019 all over again. Agreed. Yeah, very much so. And it's like – And I think – it's ahead, like what I was going to say, and then you can talk, is that Buffalo either blows the shit out of teams, they just absolutely kick their ass, or they lose. And there's really, yes, they beat us by four, but that was like a very rare exception. And we kind of have shown that we have the ability to kick the shit out of teams, Tampa, Arizona, San Francisco, but we also have the ability to win the really tight, tough back-and-forth games that maybe not everything goes your way, like the Chargers, the Titans, um, the Raiders. And so I just think when you look at that, the Chiefs and Bills are the two heavyweights in the AFC, but I think the Chiefs can win in more ways than Buffalo can. Yeah, I think that's possible. I mean, I think I think when you just get down to it, it, it comes down to who's going to win head-to-head between those two uh, when you look at it from this perspective. Um, it, Keeping it with the Titans game, though, I think I think the run game being so poor, I think was largely around the offensive line having what I think was their worst performance in the season, uh, both in the passing and running game. Uh, Mahomes was under pressure pretty much every single play. It felt like uh, pocket was very non-existent. Some of his biggest plays came with him like immediately leaving the pocket. Um, so. Yeah, I think I think that's if there's one big concern I have for the Chiefs going forward, it's that that has to be better. It I think that's a big reason that so much of our rushing attack was Mahomes just improvising um, and moving up into that second level. Um, I I don't know exactly who needs to be individually looked at in that group, but I really think the offensive line is a concern at the moment. Yeah, I kind of like what you talked about saying that there's a way, there's more ways the Chiefs can win a game. Other than Buffalo. Buffalo, we all know they're going to aerate the ball. They're just going to keep throwing it until it works. And if teams can find blueprints to stop that, then we're going to have to see a way that Buffalo can run the ball. And right now, they're just not being really able to run the ball. Josh Allen might be hurt. I don't know much about that. I know they said they wanted more details today, but that's neither here nor there for right now. It's a very interesting point that I really haven't even thought about, but I would still give... I mean, Buffalo's a great defense. They just did not, their offense just didn't perform well, which is what I get what we're talking about. But I don't know. I think it just matters on who Buffalo's playing. I think they, I, I think the Jets matched up good against Buffalo for some odd reason. I don't like Zach Wilson. We already know that. But it's definitely an interesting point that I think we should, that the NFL should probably look at and other NFL teams. I think, I think you make a good point about New York matching up well with them, but I think part of the reason they do match up so well with them is New York is, like, obviously we all know Zach Wilson is still very, very much so a raw prospect, has not uh, really ascended into the pick that he was supposed to be. But I think part of the reason the Jets win that game is because Josh Allen had two careless turnovers, and Zach Wilson somehow didn't make a stupid mistake. And that's the formula for the Jets going forward is, hey, they're a damn good team. They're a damn good defense. If Zach Wilson just doesn't make mistakes, they're going to win games. And that's how I feel about Buffalo, too. 
is Buffalo is that, but on steroids. But Josh Allen, these last few weeks, you think about Green Bay and, and then the Jets, has just made some careless errors, has just put the ball in places that rookie Josh, uh, rookie Josh Allen would have. Um, and I don't think that has anything to do with his arm injury more than him just playing you know, less focused football. So it's something to watch. And I will say this. I came into the season thinking the Bills were going to get the one seed easily because I thought the AFC East would suck. That division's really good, and uh, that could cost them a one seed. Uh, yeah, I think I think you're on to something there. Um, yeah, man, it's it's really nice that we managed to pull this one out, right? Because yeah. it it seemed I, I think. In the both times Buffalo's lost, I've made a comment on the podcast the week before that Buffalo's going to like win out or go undefeated. They lost to the Dolphins that week. I said they're going to go undefeated. Last week, I said uh, they might just win out. <laughs> um, yeah, they, they, that was never going to happen. Um, the, the Chiefs really need to keep this going. I personally do not want to have to play Josh Allen in Buffalo. Um, and I think the Jets... The Jets did one for us here. Like Josh, I think you, I think you owe Zach Wilson a little bit of a, a thank you letter because no, Zach it wasn't entirely him. They, uh, they did, hey. they did us a big service. Joe Flacco won that game. The 2021 draft class had a day. Uh, Trevor Lawrence won a game, which is very rare. Zach Wilson won a game. Justin Fields didn't win a game, but he played the fucking amazing football. And Mac Jones won a game. Like that class finally had a good day all at the same time. What do you know? We when are we even start talking about Trevor Lawrence not working out? Not working out. Here's my thing on Trevor it's Lawrence. Still Jacksonville. And I and yeah, I had I this opinion. I I just recently thought about this and I was like, yeah, this is actually kind of accurate. I view this year as Trevor Lawrence's rookie year because That's I cool. don't think he got a chance to develop at all last year. I think last I think last year was like half a rookie year for him because he was in such a toxic and just inept coaching staff that things were just so bad that I I I'm going to give Trevor Lawrence a little time. I still don't think he's this generational quarterback that everybody might maybe thought he was. Um but I'm going to give Trevor Lawrence more time because it is like John was saying, the Jags and they had done a terrible job at helping him last year. That's that's fair. I think I definitely think he deserves this year and next year. Maybe half of next year. See what he can do. Because if he can keep his head coach, that's all that matters. I think that's really all he really is trying to get right now. So we'll see what happens. But I definitely think everyone, kind of like how you talked about this week, definitely earned some respect this year. Yeah, and I mean... Oh, not this year, this week. This week, yeah. And I think... Look, my rule kind of with a quarterback... And it feels like the league gets less patient every year. But my rule with a young quarterback is I want to see him developing by the end of his second year. If I can't see that you've clearly developed by the end of your second year, we have problems. And, you know, Fields, you're seeing it right now. Trevor, to a degree, you're seeing it. Uh, Wilson, eh, you know, there's still some ugly plays in there. But he's also missed time due to injuries. So, you know, we'll wait. Uh, and then Mac Jones, I have no hope for Mac Jones, to be completely honest. But then again, New England's offensive Which is insane. New England's offensive coordinator is Matt Patricia, so who knows what's going on there. And then Trey Lance, who the fuck knows. So, yeah, interesting draft class for sure. Um, a very hyped-up class, and yeah, it just feels like every week 
there's another strong opinion on that class because of how crazy it's been. I will say this. Yeah. Every quarterback that's young, like a Josh Allen, that has – or uh, there was another guy I thought of. can't think of him right now. But when you get them a number one wide receiver, it's 10 – like Tua. That's what I was going to say. They've tended to turn a corner. They've tended to flip a switch. And I'll be interested next year to see Trevor Lawrence with Calvin Ridley. I'd, I'd be interested to see how that looks. Yeah, I mean, is that is that quite enough to make that standard for him? I don't know. On that one. I don't know. But, I mean, if Trevor Lawrence is this guy that he was hyped up to be, Calvin Ridley should be more than enough to be a wide receiver. Oh, one. that's so true. I totally forgot about that. Yeah, because uh, he's not going to be able to play this year. Ironically enough, he got suspended this year because he bet on the Falcons to beat the Jaguars last year. And he gets traded yeah. for Atlanta. The thing that needs to be said, too, is Calvin Ridley got suspended for at least a year. Yeah, it could they be more. They didn't say one year. So we'll, who knows when Calvin Ridley really is back. But no, having Calvin Ridley and Christian Kirk and Travis Etienne, I think is enough weapons for Trevor Lawrence to show what he has. I would agree, especially yep. when you look at a guy like Justin Fields, who has virtually no help at receiver, and a guy like Mac Jones, who has virtually no help at receiver, and they've been able to do some good things in this league. Certainly Trevor Lawrence with those guys should be able to do something. But uh, that's enough talk. Uh, about oh, uh, to finish, it, wait, wait, to finish yeah. it off with the Chiefs. Yeah. Hang on, where is your concern level with Harrison Bucker? Not, it's. I'm not concerned. He, I will say this. Maybe I'm a pessimist, but when he went out there and for that overtime field goal, I didn't feel good about it. Oh, I okay. I didn't feel oh. good about it either. But like that happens to everyone once once a year, you know. Unless you're named Justin Tucker. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Like, I would say I'm concerned. But at the same time, <laughs> we've learned the hard way. There's not many other options, so you kind of just have to ride with it. Oh, Matt yeah. Wright was not bad. Uh, we were still waiting for it to get bad, man. He missed like a extra point and a field goal. Yeah, and they called they, they called they called a missed field goal back because the Raiders committed a penalty that had nothing to do with the yeah. kick. So oh, that's right. So yeah, yeah he was shaky. Holding. He was shaky too. But yeah. I don't know. Look, with kickers, you kind of hold your breath because they can hit from 60 and they'll miss from 30. You just kind of have to. A.K.A. Harrison Bucker. <laughs> and Harrison Mevis. It's a Harrison curse. Um, I forgot both our kickers are Harrisons, and they're kind of annoying. Oh, shit. <laughs> All right, let's head into week 10. Uh, before we do that, Josh, what are our standings? Well, as a podcast, for the first time ever, probably, all this is unofficial. We went one, one, and one. So you would have you would have made money. Yeah. Or yeah. I think we've never gone two yeah. and one. No, we've probably definitely gone two and okay. one. Okay. I was, I was just saying. Say, I was just saying say one, never one, made and any one. one money. That's pretty sad. We've definitely gone three and oh at least once. Uh, yeah, that's happened. Oh, yeah. happened. But anyway, yeah. this year we're nine, fourteen, we're fourteen, or excuse me, yeah, fourteen and twelve. 14, 12, and 1. It's not terrible. I think. Yeah, 14, 12, and 1. That's not terrible. And underdog, we are 10 and 22. No, 10 and 17. 10 and 17. Underdog's hard, man. (laughs) It's not an easy one. Uh, That's why we do it. What are the standings for each person, though? uh... I lost due to a fucking touchdown called back from the Vikings. So I fall six and three. John had a push, 
of three, five, and one with the Chargers minus three. Jackson won the easiest lock of the week I've ever seen in my life at Titans plus twelve and a half. He is now five and four. Underdog of the week, John and Jackson are now tied for the lead at four and five, while I am two and seven. I'll be honest, as we head into this week, I've looked over the lines, not feeling as good about this week as I did last week. Oh, uh, I feel very good about this week. Okay. Well, uh, so same order as last week, right? Yeah. Uh, yep. Okay. Thursday night football, Atlanta at Carolina. The Panthers are three-point road favorites. These two just faced off a couple weeks ago. It was a really good game. Yeah, I yeah, don't know enough was. about this. Um, <laughs> okay. So I will take the Falcons. Yeah, this this sucks. Uh, I'm taking Atlanta. But this could be a really fun game just because it feels like these two are about equal. And oh, I know. If they get a win, it's like they're kind of there. They're kind of there. Yeah, the Falcons yeah. win, and they're 5-5. Five and five. Yeah. But, yeah, I like the Falcons as well. Okay, enough said. Uh, I'm going to do the Chiefs game for the last game of the noon slate, so I'll do the other noon games first. But before any of you're that. For, I was going to say, you're forgetting. I know. I was getting to it. Before any of that, <laughs> wake up at 8.30, boys and girls, because we're going to Germany. Geno Smith and the Seahawks are taking on Tom Brady and the Bucks. The Bucks are two-and-a-half-point favorites. Ooh. So I will just go ahead and take the Seahawks because I'm learning against picking against those guys. They uh, they have continued to string some games together, uh, and the Bucks are a little bit of a mess. And I have Chris Godwin in fantasy, so as much as people keep saying – Tom Brady's going to get it figured out with his receivers. It just never seems to happen. Um, and we'll see if that finally changes. Um, but right now I'll ride with the Seahawks. Yeah, I go back and forth on this one. But in all honesty, I'm going to go Seattle. Um, Tampa took a miracle drive. More than a miracle drive. Just complete dumbass play from the Rams defense to win that game. Uh, and look... At first, it's kind of funny. It's a joke. It's an anomaly. But nine weeks into the season, uh, Geno Smith and the Seahawks offense are for freaking real. And Kenneth Walker is going to be the offensive rookie of the year. So I like Seattle, man. Like, it doesn't make sense. They shouldn't be this good, but they just are. Yeah, they are. They are. I remember thinking that the Chiefs-Seahawks game was going to be, like, the easiest game yeah. they had all year. Real, yeah, I was man. like, that's the one That's the one game that'll be relaxing. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> no, that game is going to be stressful as hell. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I – see, I said, is Tom Brady ever going to click this year? And I think he clicked last year, last week after he said, that was awesome, that was fucking awesome. Like, Brady's back in a good mood. Maybe him being divorced is making him happier. He's one to know in the divorce era. <laughs> True. I, I'm gonna go. I think this is a lot harder pick than people think it is. Like it everyone's is. probably gonna pick Seattle minus or plus two and a half. Like it's one of those ninety percent games. I'm gonna go Buccaneers. I think Tom gets it done. Was he not already divorced before he played the Ravens? Nope. No, he announced it, it the it day after. The day after he announced it. Okay. Jeez. Also, I will just put this out there, and I hate to be the conspiracy theorist, but the NFL will bend over backwards to make sure that man makes the playoffs. They do not want. Well, they already are in first place right now at four and five. Like they don't have to bend backwards. I'm just saying they will make sure if things get rocky that that man is in January. Um, Next noon game, real one, real good one here. The Vikings at the Bills. The Bills are five and a half point favorites, uh, and Josh Allen. I mean. 
let's talk He's about questionable. it. The arm injury. I mean, this talking about a UCL injury. That's that's what requires Tommy John in the major leagues. Yeah, um, that injury being in play is the only reason I'm not going to lock the Bills. Um, I'll still take them to win, um, just because I don't really trust the Vikings to win big games, even if they are at noon. <laughs> um, so yeah, that's enough said for that one on me. Uh, it should be a good game, though. I sure hope. And honestly, I am. I I would rather Josh Allen not be injured. I would like to see us play him again. I I get more joy from yeah. beating him than just like not playing him. So. Yeah, um, I like Buffalo in this game. I'd go as far as to say, and I won't say about the line, but I like Buffalo in this game with or without Josh Allen. Ooh. I just think... Like a Minnesota, wizard without. I think Minnesota's due for a loss, man. They escaped Washington, but I think they're due, man. Yeah, uh, I'm going to take the risk and hope Josh Allen isn't playing. I'm going Vikings underdog of the week. Probably the only like, time it's probably the only time you'll get a seven and one team. So Yeah. Might as well do I was gonna say, they're also not a bad team. Like Yeah. We'll see. Next game, Detroit Lions at the Chicago Bears. The Bears are three point home favorites. Ooh. <laughs> Bears see part of them's calling my name. I can't believe I'm saying it. Um but I'll stay away from it. I like him to win, though. Justin Fields is kind of playing like a quarterback worth not hating on. So we'll have to see about that one. So who are you picking, the Lions or Bears? Uh, the Bears, sorry. <laughs> this is tough, gentlemen. This is a tough one. But I am going to go Bears minus three lock of the week. Holy uh, fuck. I have seen I, enough. I never thought. I thought I've I'd seen never enough. Detroit is a terrible football team. The fact that they almost lost to Green Bay last week is so sad. Um, yeah, Kimmy Chicago, man. If the Bears can compete versus the Cow, I guess they didn't compete versus Dallas, but you get the point. If they can do that versus Miami. They should be able to kick the shit out of Detroit. That's that's all right. That's that's fair. I'm gonna go Bears as well. I don't think Justin Fields is going to do as good as he did last game, but I got Bears. Need like, to? <laughs> I mean, it's Detroit. No, but but I'm just saying. I don't know. Okay. Who would have thought I'm higher on Justin Fields this week than Josh? Uh, no, uh, I never said that. I don't think he will do it. I just said I don't think. Or I did say I guess I don't think he'll do it, or he doesn't need to. I still think Justin Fields is the best quarterback from that draft class. It's a, it's, it's a fair take. Um, next game in the noon slate, we've got the Denver Broncos to going to Tennessee to take on the Titans. The line is Titans minus three. Oh, yeah. This is one that I would love to take the Titans in. Um, but once again, I'm going to stay away from it. I will take them to win. Um, you know, I, like I saw someone say a week off of Russell Wilson reminded me how, how like, and, or forgot how annoying he is or something. I think it might have been like the big cat power ranking things or whatever. But, yeah, uh, Russell Wilson is annoying. And I enjoyed my week without him. <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if Denver somehow won this game. 
I think Vegas is... Because, I mean, I think everybody would have thought this line would have been bigger for the Titans at home. They clearly see something in Denver. Um, I like Tennessee to win. Or they're just thinking Malik Willis starts again. That's true, yeah. Uh, I like Tennessee, but no confidence in this game at all. Uh, Yeah, let me do this. Not one, not two, not three, not four, but my fifth time taking Tennessee lock of the week. Titans minus three. Give it to me. I thought one of you would have easily taken it. They don't need Ryan Tannehill. They have fucking Derrick Henry. The Broncos are shit. True. True. These are all true statements. That might be my fourth time taking the Titans, but anyway, I'm undefeated when I take the Titans. They are like Like, one of the best teams against the spread this year. So, If you want to know something, Titans are on a four-game covering streak against the spread streak, and Tulane is 8-1 against the spread this, this year. So, if you want to parlay them two, I feel like that's probably you're probably looking at plus two hundred something. Be a nice twenty bucks to make if you bet ten. Mm-hmm. Just just a little thought, but we're not we're not telling you to bet. Just telling you, it's kind of like if you if you so choose so, and you are of age. Yes, that's what it. I would do. Go for it. Okay. But no, fuck you guys. You better bet that shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, please. Uh, no. Um, all right. Let's go on to the next game. The Browns at the Dolphins. The Dolphins are three and a half point favorites. Oh, Dolphins lock of the week. Okay. Dolphins? Dolphins lock of the week for him, yeah. You know, I'm always scared of the Browns because they play weird football. Um, But I just think the Dolphins are a a little good for just three points. Um... So, yeah, that's kind of where I'm sitting with this one. At home, three and a half. Is it, you got three or three and a half? Three and a half. Either way, I'm taking them. But, we yeah, have three, three and, and a half, half at Hard Rock Stadium. Yeah. I, I think I think the, the Browns have had it going a little a little nice for uh, – or, sorry, the, the Dolphins have had it going better to be uh, just three and a half point favorites against the Browns. Yeah. Um, this is, a, again, like you said, Cleveland is one – is a team that – is hard to predict. They're coming off a bye week. Um, I like Miami though, man. Like when I, when Jalen Waddle was coming out of college, I posted a video on our YouTube about how he was the next Tyreek. It's just insane that they're on the same team now. Uh, it's just bonkers how good that offense has become. Uh, I like Miami to win this one, uh, and I think there should be serious discussion. Tyreek Hill, offensive player of the year. I mean, I think that should be. He has He's a to favorite be. at minus yeah. 300. Yeah, I think he has to be. And I I mean, I know it's a quarterback award, but he should be at least mentioned to be one of the most valuable players in the league this year because he has transformed Tua. Um, yeah. Okay, I'll say this. Nick Chubb, 841 yards rushing, 10 touchdowns. No Cream Hunt. Or they'll use Cream Hunt now since he wasn't traded. But I definitely think this game will be closer. And, guys... On Sunday, it'll be two weeks from the return of Deshaun Watson. That's the craziest thing. If the Browns can win two of the next three games, they'll be five and six. I see Deshaun winning them out the rest of those games. And the way the AFC North is playing right now, who knows? Maybe he can win them those games or at least get in the wild card. Then the Browns are a good team with Deshaun Watson, Amari Cooper, Nick Chubb. That's a team I don't really want to play. And that's a team we'll probably be faced around in the first round. So, with all that being said... I'm going to go Browns, 
And I think the Browns can turn into the Colts from last year where they're going to be a last-second team that either they make it in or they don't. And if they make it in, they're going to be playing good football, and you don't want to be playing them. So I think the Browns are going to be are about to become a scary okay. team. I don't know why we, we made this thing about the Colts, that the Colts were going to be playing good football in the playoffs last year. Their quarterback was Carson Wentz. <laughs> Sorry. I'm just saying. All right. Next it's it's mainly, it was mainly Jonathan Taylor going on a fucking tear. Yeah. Next noon uh, yeah, game, we Wentz. have... The Houston Texans at the New York Giants. The Giants are six and a half point home favorites. John, what do you think about your team this week? Yeah, I'm going to go um, Houston Texans underdog of the week. Um, Dirty bastard. Yeah. Here comes reverse jinx, blah, blah, blah. Dirty bastard. I just I just think the, the run could be coming to a close for the Giants. Um, I don't think they're as good as the record says. Even I thought I was an idiot for making that bet after the podcast. Um, I don't think they're going to get to 10 wins. Well, so. John, if they win this, they only need three more wins, and they play the Commanders twice, I still think. Yeah, but they or got cooked by the Seahawks last week. Seahawks are this, good, but not, like, cooked good. It was close until the fourth quarter. I think you're under underestimating uh, this Giants team, which is insane of me to say. We'll see. I like the Giants in a probably a three point win because that's all they can fucking do somehow is win a field goal game. So yeah, just give me give me the Giants. Give me the Giants as well. Next noon game: Saints at Steelers. Steelers. Saints are two and a half point road favorites. Thought about locking this one, uh, but I'll just. Dude, what game haven't you thought about locking in? Holy shit! He's considering his options. Yep. Uh, yeah, I'll take the same. <laughs> Alright. Uh, I have no freaking idea here. I'll take Pittsburgh. It's making the dumbest pick. How Give me the Saints. That the dumbest pick. Give me the Saints. It's Kenny Pickett versus Andy Dalton, bro. You, you can't be smart on either side of this. They should be starting Jameis. I don't know why they aren't. They're a weird franchise, man. Um, Dennis Allen's a terrible coach. Yeah, appears so. Um, all right. Should we save Chiefs for last, or you want to do them now? Wait, they're going to play Andy Dalton? John, they've been playing Andy Dalton all year, almost. Why is Jameis Winston projected to score points? Couldn't tell you, man, but he has been benched for quite a while now. Just do the Chiefs game now. Okay. Jags at Chiefs. Chiefs are nine and a half point home favorites. Let's get into it, starting with John. Okay, so I'll take the Chiefs to win this one. Uh, I have them continuing to, to get the roll going. Um, I know the Jags did get the win over uh, our division rivals this week, but I don't know. Uh, the one thing I will say that scares me is that they have, they have solid uh, edge rushers. Uh, that's just something the Chiefs have struggled with pretty consistently this year. Um, but look, I think the the offense kind of goes up, down, up, down, up, down. I think this last week was maybe a slight down performance. So hopefully we can get the running game going a little better and take care of business against what is definitely an inferior opponent um, at home as well. So very important game to just keep the tempo going as we move into some harder matchups down the line. Um, I, I like us to pull this one off. Um, and I don't know, maybe I like to see Kadarius Tony continue to get some involvement uh, and play an even bigger role in this game on Sunday. 
I would yeah. probably have to. Oh, sorry. Yeah, I like Kansas City in this game. Um, it's actually better that the Jaguars won last week because I feel like they were due. And, you know, I think this game really comes down to can you contain Travis Etienne? If you do that, I feel really good about the Chiefs' chances. And for once, I feel like this is a big number that they could cover. Yeah, I think this is a solid number. Well, I was going to bring that up. Mahomes, when he's a 10 or bigger point favorite, seems to always suck. So, 9.5 is the perfect number. I think the Chiefs are going to win. I think Travis Etienne might run over us. I don't I don't feel uh, Travis, Trav, fuck, Trevor Lawrence in the passing game right now. But I do think the run game for Jacksonville isn't uh, something we should take easily. I'm still going to take Chiefs. I'm going to go Chiefs. 35, Jags, 17. Yep. Okay. I mean, I don't have a ton to say. I mean, I. this is a game to me that the Chiefs should win comfortably. There's no reason they should I just I, – I don't – I think the Jaguars are one of the better 3-6 and six teams in the league. Yeah, but the Jaguars yeah. – and the thing is, is like this is Mizzou too, is bad teams find ways to lose, and that's what they do. They'll be in games, but they will eventually shoot themselves in the foot. And – you know, typically those types of teams don't go on the road and beat a juggernaut. Could happen, yeah. but it just typically doesn't happen like that. Um, all right. So if nobody else has anything to add to that, we'll go on to the afternoon slate. The Jeff Saturday Indianapolis Colts headed to Vegas to take on the Raiders. The Raiders are six and a half point favorites. Uh, yeah, so this was my like original, original lock of the week. Um, I personally hate Jeff Saturday. I see him on Get Up, and every time he's spewing the most boomer shit you can possibly conceive of, whether it's like the this team needs to run the ball, offensive line takes, all this, just the stuff you don't want to see. Um, so uh, when you hear that he doesn't have any experience coaching in the NFL, I'm kind of like, guy's gonna crash and burn uh and honestly part of me cheering for it because i think him being hired is kind of a complete farce um not even as like a rooney rule thing but just as like a general nfl thing like an interim position is like an interview for a job yeah uh and they basically just gave one to a guy that has no fucking idea what he's doing um yep. so yeah i i kind of hope this like crashes and burns for the colts so that it can just not be validated in any way, shape, or form. That is one of the most random beefs. John and Jeff Saturday. Did not see that one coming. No, I do not like Jeff Saturday, dude. I cannot stand him. And <laughs> I know, because awesome. it's funny, because everyone loves bullshit. Him. He's a nice guy or whatever, but, like, I just That's literally all like I've heard about shit. him ever since he got hired. Like, yeah, Jeff's a nice guy. And I'm like, yeah, yeah take, take get it from it, experience. But... Being a nice guy... Typically, if they have to say that, you you suck. Yeah. Developing bullshit. Kentucky is ranked in the top twenty-five. Who cares for they a beat us. lousy win versus Missouri that they shouldn't have had? That's yes, dude. We aren't we aren't in, uh, just pushovers, man. That was a good road win. <laughs> John, stop it. Uh, <laughs> I don't want to talk about it uh, because clearly. I mean, we don't want to go too far, John. I mean, what if we leave the tackle box? I mean, I don't know if it's possible. According to the SEC refs, it's not. But uh, it, that's another battle. Um, okay, yeah, enough of this. I'm starting to get pissed off already. 
All right. Our next game on our slate is, if it'll load, the Cardinals at the Rams. The Rams are three-point home favorites. Yeah, I'm going to take the Cardinals. Uh, the Rams still kind of a mess, I think. Um, and it's hilarious. They're only going to be getting more problematic because they mortgaged their whole future uh, to win the Super Bowl last year uh, against a not-even-that-good Bengals team. It should have been easier for them with the amount they gave up. Um, so, yeah, they're kind of screwed, but they did get a bowl out of it, so good for them. The thing with them is... The Cardinals are shit. Give me, give me the Rams. I had something. I have a, I had a long thing to say, but I took, it left my brain right as we were I'll, about to I'll say just it. Just take the Rams. What the hell, Jackson? I, I mean, I don't have a strong opinion on it. Both are. No, I hate good. you. Okay, okay. I wanted you to the Dallas Cowboys opinion. at the Green Bay Packers. The Cowboys are five point favorites. Surprise, Jackson, and take the, the Cowboys minus five and a half. It's the lock of the week. <laughs> Uh, Rod, the Rod era has never seen a six-game losing streak, uh, and I think that's going to change right here. Um, I will take the Cowboys. Yeah, Green Bay season's toast, man. Rashawn Gary tore his ACL, about the only guy that was even playing up to par. Romeo Dobbs is out for a month. I mean, there's just no way. Unless Rodgers truly just has some voodoo shit over Dallas, there's no way Green Bay wins this game. Give me Dallas. Yeah, give me Green Bay. Aaron Rodgers wow. is done with this shit. Unless he's got Ooh, fuck. Are you shitting me? Oh, yeah. All right, here, here's your live rankings for college football playoffs. Number 10 is the Clemson Tigers. Good, they deserve to fall. Well, not Bama, bitch. I, I'm fine with Bama being above Clemson. No, no. Yes. Bama is two loss. Clemson is 8-1 against a ranked Bama would beat now. Clemson by 60, and I'm, I feel That's good not the it. point. That is not the point. Okay. Who's nine? Well, they're taking forever to fucking reveal it. Oh, if it's not gonna... Bama, I'm going to be upset. I thought you already had it. Okay, we're going to move on. Um, yeah. Sunday Night Football, Chargers at 49ers, 49ers minus seven. Uh, I'll take Chargers. Uh, yeah, Chargers. I'll take the Niners. Chargers. Um, Chargers have been uh, pulling out wins, even if uh, it hasn't been the prettiest for them. So I'll take them to continue this, even if they are plus seven somehow. I'm going to take Chargers underdog of the week. Um, I like this I Niners team. The Niners are my pick to get out of the NFC, but I just have a feeling the Chargers. Is this at? This is, is in this San at? Francisco. Not that it would matter if it was at home because the Chargers have no fans. But yeah, yeah, true. Taking the Chargers to upset the Niners this week. Number nine, Alabama, Clemson Tide. Give me the Los Angeles Chargers. All right, I, I agree. I think I think they're finding ways to win. I think I think the 49ers are good, but I don't think they're that good. Monday night football, Washington Commies, the Commanders headed to Philly to take on the undefeated Eagles. The line is Philadelphia minus 11. Uh, yeah, I keep saying that Philadelphia being undefeated has to end. Um, and I'm going to say it again. So give me the commanders. <laughs> I'm going to say it does not end. And I'm going to say that the Eagles are going to go 9-0. and I think the Eagles go. win, but I really, really like commanders plus 11. Yeah, I, I mean, think there's something about game. this Taylor Heineke kid that you just can't explain. 
for some reason. It's Taylor Heineke, kid. I mean, there's just something about this guy that I don't get. I don't understand how he's What's doing. It's the commies. <laughs> he's yeah, I, hey, I mean, it is what it is, I guess. But that is all of the games we have for NFL Week 10. Uh, should we transition into Race for the 10th seed? Transition yeah, we can, we can do Race for the 10th seed. All right, Josh, take it away. The floor is yours. All right, motherfuckers, buckle the fuck up. Here we go. Coming in at number 13. They got fucked over by the rest last night. They got fucked over by the rest last week. Get your fucking kings. Coming in at number 12. You got Splash Bro because Clay Thompson is still that dog shit. That doo-doo. 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 Yeah, the Warriors are shit. They're 4-7. and seven. Coming in at number 11. It is... Chet Holgram has a pussy. It is your Oklahoma City Thunder. Coming in at number 10. Say it with me. They're still here. I like Popeyes. Popeyes. Oh, that's not, not racist. racist. It's Anthony Edwards and the Minnesota Timberwolves. Coming in at number nine, it is the team that had their player show his dick to a team trainer. It's the San Antonio Spurs. Coming in at number eight. <laughs> with the biggest bust of all time. It's the, yes, the New Orleans Yes, the New Orleans Pelicans. Coming in at number seven, it's John's fucking Los Angeles Clippers. And number six, it is the team that, like, just people just, I don't know. I don't even know what to say for them. I mean, it's the Memphis Grizzlies, like, John Morant's all right. Jaron Jackson, mid. So, yeah, it really wasn't much. I really just wanted to chime in on that number nine seed, the dude that showed his dick to a trainer. Yeah, um... He was the 11th pick in the 2021 draft. He got cut. Uh, I feel like that was a real. I feel like that was a good race for the 10th seed. Nothing too crazy. You didn't even say the Lakers. That's how bad they are. Yep, they're 14. And, and Josh and, and both of you were like, they're going to be a four seed this year, and thought I was an idiot for giving them the 11th seed. I feel like an idiot for giving them the 11th. They're probably going to get the 15th. They are fucking dog shit. No, they get, yes, that is exactly no Jackson. You're actually fucking right. That's exactly what's going to happen. Then they're going to get Victor. Then they're going to get Bronny. No, they don't have Wait, a first hold. round pick. Oh, never mind. They're fucked. It's New Orleans that has their first round pick now. So Victor and Zion on the same team. Good fucking luck. All right, here we go. Number seven. Excuse me. Number one. Georgia Bulldogs deserved to beat Tennessee. I think we all can say that's deserved. Number two, do we think it's Ohio State? Should be. It has to be Ohio State. It should be. I, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't have been shocked if it would have been Tennessee. Ohio State at one. Oh. Number two is the Ohio State University. Number three, Michigan Wolverines. I like it. Number four, this is the big one. I think it's TCU. No, it's not. No way. They might go, they might go to – No who's, chance. Who's it going to be? Tennessee. Tennessee's probably five. That's bullshit, bro. TCU Horn Frogs are your number four ranked team. Godly, bro. That's a joke. That is a joke. That's insane. That they will get joke. their shit rocked from by bro, Georgia. They just keep playing backup quarterbacks. Like they would have lost to K State if. Oh my gosh. Rounding it off, number five. If I had to guess, was probably Tennessee. 
NFC number six will probably be USC? Oregon. Oh, nope, Oregon. USC's eight. Oregon. T- yeah. Oregon seven. Yet Tennessee's number five. They dropped four spots. So who's six? But the thing is, that I can't remember. They're not showing. TCU um, number four is insane. That is insane. That is absolutely ridiculous. If you would have told me TCU would have made it to the college football playoffs at the beginning of this year, I would have said, you're out of your fucking mind. Yeah. But the thing you have to look at is Ohio State and Michigan still have to play against each other. Yeah. Winner of that plays in the Big Big Ten Championship. So obviously one of those two teams aren't going to make it. Even maybe both of them. TCU, they're going to have to play K-State, Texas, one of those decent teams. Well, who's like, six, Josh? Did, did they ever say? No, they're not saying it. What the hell? That's why I'm wrong? trying to like cover this, trying to be a good broadcaster. Yeah, I mean, as we should, but I, I just need to know who number six is. Pretty yeah, sure no. people who want to know are watching the broadcast. Not <laughs> That's true, but this I want to know. Yeah, this is pretty much just to get initial reactions. Like, why the fuck are they not saying this? Like, I don't know. But okay. yeah, anyway, Here this was, is maybe one. Here's what my top six is. I have Georgia at one. They deserve to be there now. I have Ohio State at two. I have Michigan at three. Where I differ is I have Tennessee at four, TCU at five, and Oregon at six. I, I think, think that's a very fair. I think take. the thing is, like, how are we going to drop Tennessee from number one to number five when they lost on the road at number three? Like, you know, I think like, it's because they know Tennessee will, if they went out, will make the college football playoffs. Because they know TC or Michigan and Ohio State, one of them are going to lose. Like I think this is just to give those teams that de- that are undefeated the respect that they deserve, and they know Tennessee will make it. Oregon is number six, by the way. Okay, and and that's fine. I think, man, it's tough to say, man, but I don't think Oregon's was, not out of it. That's what I was that's about crazy. to say. I don't think it's impossible for Oregon to make the playoff at this point. They're one, but here's the, it'll come back to Tennessee's one losses, Georgia, and LSU is number seven, by the way. Ooh, wow. Um, but ten, yeah, Tennessee's one loss is Georgia, and Oregon's one loss is Georgia. Uh, but Tennessee's looked more impressive throughout the season, so that probably kills Oregon. I don't know, man. I'd be fine putting in two SEC teams and two Big Ten teams. That I'd be completely fine doing that. If Tennessee's one loss this year is Georgia, and Michigan's one loss is Ohio State, I'd be fine putting them at three and four. Yeah, Shut up. I don't know. But then again, if, if TCU goes undefeated and wins the Big Twelve, they're a shoe in. They they you just can't keep them out. Agreed. I don't know what the hell John is doing, but um, somebody just came in and screamed "Game Day" and clapped a bunch. It is not game day. Anyway, but uh, well, it is game day for our intramural basketball team. <laughs> oh, yeah. How could I forget? How could I forget? My bad. My bad. Yeah. Um, D four of the week time. Sure. Oh. I think we all had the same one. Mizzou! Mizzou! Yeah, Mizzou. And and, and now it's that time of year where we have to specify football. Mizzou football. Mizzou basketball was shit, too. Yeah, I've never seen, from the greatest teams of all time, the shooting that Southern Indiana did last night. They made seven three-pointers in a row in that game. Seven! You could leave a college team wide the fuck open seven times, and more times than not... They're shooting like they're making four or five. They're probably only making four. Yeah, like that was ridiculous. <laughs> it was eighty-three to sixty-three with four and a half minutes. Like they scored thirty pissing points in four minutes. Like it's I've never seen anything like that. 
Look out for Southern Indiana if you're in their conference, whatever conference that is, because they've got some shooting. They were in Division Two last exactly. year, believe it or not. They've got some guys that can shoot. I don't know what's going on. Also, oh. Missouri has been ranked the most disruptive defense in Power Five. By who? By pick six previews. Like they they uh, put data in. They're the only team in the SEC to hold every team twenty six points or lower. I know twenty six sounds like a weird number. Dude, holy shit! I, this might sound dumb. But if we would have got one of the Daniels, we might have been in the top 10. I'm not even joking. That sounds so stupid. But holy fuck. Yeah, I I still just Oh, that sucks. I still Oh, that really sucks. I, I still just think that the play calling is so shit that it wouldn't have mattered. We needed to hire an offensive coordinator uh cuz clearly Drinkwitz is going nowhere. So uh, well, <laughs> guess we have to hire an OC. Do you guys think we beat New Mexico State, we're going to lose to Tennessee? Do you think there's a shot we beat Arkansas? There's a shot. No. There's a shot, but do I no. like that shot? Fuck no. They did just lose to Liberty. Liberty's ranked. I know, but it's not an SEC team. It's it's still at and home. And it's at Mizzou. It's at Mizzou. If That's the only reason how I big have of a, any feeling. That's the only reason. If people realize how big of a game it is – Bro Field will probably be packed even though it's a Black Friday. That's what I'm saying is, like, Black Friday is a terrible day to have that I ain't game. going to no game. See, that's, that's exactly the problem. You've got a student like that that's not going to be on campus. They need to make it, it. No, it's not about not being on campus. It's about Mizzou. Fuck Mizzou. Okay, I, okay I'll say this. Okay. If I was at Mizzou, as one of the bigger Mizzou fans, I don't even know if I would make it to that game. I'm done with this thing. Is okay? like they, there should be... Now, from a viewing standpoint, having football oh, on Black perfect. Friday kicks ass. But yes, it's the best thing to look forward to. When I mean, you're you get hung over the Thanksgiving. Yeah, you get the or beer. You get the Thanksgiving game on Thursday. You get three of them, and then the next day you wake up and there's football on all day. There's the shitty Army Navy game that Saturday. Nope, or, that's that's the week. That's after. the week after. That's right. You get the shitty Nebraska Iowa game though. It all, like, it all is, it's all in my mind is one. Like Army Navy, that's how I know it's winter time. That's like whenever that game happens, oh, I'm I like, know. yep, it's holiday season. Like that's Oh, I know. Dude, no, you're not even lying. Like you're not that is so true. It's like I turn that on weird. and I'm like, it's probably about to get really fucking cold, isn't it? But and, and I always end up watching it somehow, and it's always so terrible. But it's the only game on that week. And then because don't they take a week before? Oh no, never mind. They wait. Okay, I'm just tripping myself. Yes, up they now. do. They do. They yeah. do. They do take a week. I I was right. Okay. God, mine's going everywhere. A mile a minute. That fast? All right. Well, that fast. We'll go ahead that and fast, sign that huh? sign off for today. Thank you all for listening, and we'll be back next week to to recap Chiefs Jags and preview NFL Week Eleven. Bye.